to Monday Morning Coffee, the motivating operation to start your week. Hi, I'm Christina Flores, a board-certified assistant behavior analyst. And I'm Natalie, a board-certified behavior analyst. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13. So in this episode, we're changing it up a little bit. Um, and we brought a very special guest in, <laughs> Natalie's boyfriend, Jose. <laughs> you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, he's new to the podcast world, so, you know, we're going to give him a little quick chance here. But we're very excited to have him on. I'm very excited <laughs> uh, to be the moderator. And because this episode is going to be about uh, being in a relationship or dating a behavior analyst. So I am currently single. Um, I've been in the game, single game for a while now. So I definitely have a different perspective. But I'm interested in to know how it is in dating a behavior analyst. So, um, by the way, Natalie's here. I'm here, y'all. I'm commenting and listening, so I can hear all in. Um, all right. So my first question for you, Jose, is what is the best thing about dating a behavior analyst? Well, first of all, you made me feel real old. <laughs> Acting like I don't know how to use a podcast. <laughs> use a podcast? Oh, yeah. Be on a podcast. Secondly, I'll be staring at Nat while I answer all of these questions. <laughs> As will I. Okay. Staring at you. <laughs> what was the question again? What's the best thing about dating a behavior analyst? Um, it's really interesting, I'd say. Um, I think it's interesting that... Nat doesn't actually do any of the things that she would like to do in our relationship with regards to behavior analysis. <laughs> so you're never going to be her patient? No, no, no. I don't think that part works. Hey, that's a positive. She doesn't bring her work into your relationship. No, but I wish. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. But we're talking about the positives now, so I'm going to focus on those. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, I, I've become a big fan of the field. Um, I'm super intrigued and interested in it. Um, I always joke at night that I'll end up just skipping some of the stuff she's had to do and go do my master's in some type of degree that'll allow me to do it. By the way, I forgot, we forgot to say, um, Jose's an engineer, so. I am a civil engineer. So completely different field. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I actually think civil engineering is super similar. Um, mm -hmm. I tell Nat all the time, at least from a work perspective, it's super easy to relate to her cause because I see so many of the overlapping contrasts. Um, as a civil engineer, I do roadway design and infrastructure, by the way, because usually people have no idea. What yeah, that what civil means. engineering is. Maybe Nat can help you with like OBM type of stuff. <laughs> means organizational behavior management for companies. No, but even like um, at work, uh, all the basic premise of my job is to do critical thinking and solve problems. And there's never one way to skin the cat in our field. And um, I see that as the exact thing that you guys are doing. You know, you guys have a behavioral challenge that you'd like to find a replacement behavior of or steer steer someone <laughs> into, into doing something that's more acceptable to society. And you guys try different avenues and then you take data, and we do that all the time in engineering. We'll try interim projects or safety studies to see what's going on at an intersection, and then we watch it after we put in those interim improvements, and we watch it and we take data, and then we adjust. And I feel like you guys are doing the same thing, so. I have no idea, like mm -hmm. this whole time. Well, yeah. well, that's super interesting. I love that. Okay, what's the hardest thing about dating a behavior analyst? 
Um, I think it's like you you ride the roller coaster with them. It's a that's a good point. It's a super emotional field. Um, I tell her all the time, like it's I wouldn't want to do it just because I don't see how you fully detach from like your clients. Everybody I always, tells me that. I always tell her to like that's the advice that I'm supposed to give. You know, don't bring your homework with. Don't bring your work. <laughs> don't bring your work, work home, home with you. Yeah, uh, that was a tongue twister. But um, it's hard not to. I mean, uh, unless you're dead inside. But you build right. relationships with all these characters, and and that gets home, and she's super excited to talk about all of them without violating <laughs> <laughs> confidentiality, confidentiality and the rules or of HIPAA or ethics. I, I have to say that for the record. <laughs> you know, but, um, that's so true. Yeah, no, I mean. It, it's hard not to get attached to to your clients. I mean, we even in, again in, in my field, I get attached to to projects. Like, yeah. Um, I, I sometimes will go to bat for what I think is right and what should be done on a project, even if it's directly the opposite of what my client, with, yeah. which could be contrasted to the parents in your situation, yeah. is asking for. You know, but I'm looking at the end user of, of the roadway. You mm-hmm. guys are looking at the end user of these behavioral skills, which is the child or the client or the teenager or whoever, whatever the age group is. Right. So. That affects like their whole life. You yeah. Know, or their it, quality of life. As the, as the partner, I, uh, I've gotten a lot better at, at giving therapy <laughs> 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 instead of receiving it as you might think I would in this relationship. Yeah. Um, I also joke and say I might do a master's in mental health counseling because I'm super <laughs> intrigued by it and I yeah. get to practice all of my that's good you know what i noticed though i think that um which is why i wanted to do the episode too when you brought it up is that i think it takes like a special kind of person to to be in a relationship with a behavior analyst one i mean they have to be like very confident because we're very observant i mean every time that i've dated a new guy um i always (laughs) pick out little things and all of their behaviors and then two, like they really have to be a strong-willed person and not phased by little things. Like they really have to be supportive of the next person. Yeah. And it's That's also like I'm everyone. I mean, he knows how passionate I am. So when mm-hmm. he mentioned this whole emotion thing, it is very challenging because it isn't something where if he's like, just don't get so attached. It's not something right. where the next day I come home and I'm like, oh, guess what? I'm not gonna talk about work. Not yeah. attached to work. Oh, I'm a robot. Yeah. And it is. It is something when I come home and he can mm-hmm. tell like you had a, a rough day or I'm yeah. just going to go take a bubble bath or whatever it is. And he can bring me back where he's like, yeah, do what it is that you need to do, but don't allow it to consume your entire life. And it's, right. you need that, but you also need someone who is going to challenge you, but accept that mm-hmm. this is my work and it's something that I really do care about. Yeah. It's funny that you bring in like this guy's perspective. Now I'm like super appreciative <laughs> because I never thought of it about it, but probably in my past dating experience, I've talked a lot about work. Like that's a lot of what I do. So maybe like this, it might have, you know, faced them or they're like, I don't really want to talk about kids with this girl anymore. Well, <laughs> like, we have a like... thing now, which we started, we started implementing like rules. Boundaries. Um, yeah. That's good. Somewhat where <clears throat> no phones at the dinner table or like once we see that our entire night conversation is consumed about work, hey, we're not going to talk about work anymore. Mm-hmm, that's good. Um, because if not, it became, I know a lot about engineering because I used to, while I was in my master's, work in an engineering company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot about his field. He also knows a lot about my field. Um, right. So we tend to talk a lot about our 
perspective. Well, I mean, that goes into like boundaries too, work life mm-hmm. boundaries, because I mean, okay, yeah, you have to talk, you have to vent it out, you just have to like let it go sometimes, but then you also have to be mindful of your partner and like at that time between, you know, with each other. No, it's been a real interesting change in dynamic. I feel like a few years ago, I was the workaholic. I was doing all sorts of crazy hours, and I would yeah. complain that I worked a lot. And now I feel like a 1950s housewife where, <laughs> you know, I'm just neglected, and it's just me and the cat, and that won't give us any attention. And here I am starving for it. Uh, so it's really interesting. I mean, but it's good that you said something, and you were like, Oh, okay. I mean, I've had yeah. 70 years of... Of <laughs> feminist rights movements going on to teach me the way, you know. So that's pretty good. Yeah, but that's another thing. Like in dating, that I get a lot. Like, oh my gosh, you work a lot, type of thing. And I feel like, I don't know. For me, I need a partner that's very supportive of my career. Now that I'm building it, I mean, when I become a BCBA, I don't want to work weekends anymore. I'm trying to cut hours, like do what I need to do. Um, but I'm still building my career. You know, I'm about to yeah. do practicum and my capstone project. So. It's uh, tough out here. And like we talk about, yeah, I work from like nine to six sometimes. But when I get home, I'm like, hey, can you help me laminate? Can you help me do this? While he's right. at work, I'm like, can you print this for me? Um, I've asked uh, past ex-boyfriends to help me build Lego, like Lego projects to bring to session. I'm like, here, I know you're better at this than me. So can you build it? I mean, it works. Life's all about balance, you know? Like, yeah. um, it's okay to work at odd hours if it's not constant. Right. Um, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I'll, yeah. I'll answer emails sometimes at odd hours of the night if mm-hmm. it's something that's still on my mind. Right. So engineering is very similar. When I have an issue at work, it comes home with me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a big problem that I gotta solve or a pursuit that I'm working on, or sometimes I'm just tasked with coming up with a new way of doing something that doesn't exist. Right. And I'll spend days thinking about it. And I talk to Nat about it, and she understands 20% of it. Uh, but it's enough <laughs> to like give me feedback. Um, you know, I right. don't know. I also feel like I'm at a better age now to date someone that does what you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't always. Just younger. in your personal experience. In my own personal experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it it took a it took aging and growing patience. Mainly. So somebody that needs to be like mature. I mean I, I would say maturity is a weird word, but yeah. I, I would just say yeah, like there's certain character traits you have to have developed and they typically come with age. Well, I've noticed that. I mean that's why some people haven't worked out when I've dated them, you know, because they're just not, I don't think we just were compatible in that sense too. Like, I don't think I was going through some stuff and it was just, you know, we didn't uh, mix there. But okay, so my next question, um, how does it affect your mental health with dating a behavior analyst? Like with some of the things that go on in her work life, like, you know, maybe if she's going through it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm in the car. I'm in the car on this roller coaster ride. So when she calls you, like, I need help. <laughs> yeah, our emotions are always tied. We right. live in 1,200 square feet together. You know, we're mm-hmm. partners. Um, if she feels something, I, I don't feel it to the magnitude that she does, but right. I definitely still feel it. Uh, same with me. When I feel stuff, she she gets the residual mm-hmm. component of that. So um, yeah, effect, especially during COVID, like. Mm-hmm. If I have a, a fun Tuesday night plan, which could just be like a dance party in the kitchen followed by a movie, <laughs> and that's in a shit mood, then guess what? That that literally ruined my night, you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, but, you know, I've gotten better at being adaptable. So yeah. Like, uh, I think for, too, for me, I know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get like self-conscious because then I know like about the field of mental health and then I'm like, 
oh man, I know I'm not having a good day and now I'm about to go like on this date or hang out with this person that I really like and I have to like hurry up and switch when I really don't want to. Like I'd rather just vent them yeah. and be in it. Yeah, I'd be on my way happens. home from work from a terrible day, whether it be right. a really tough session from a client or just coworkers or, you know, whatever it may be that I was going through. And I'm on my way home and I'm like, do I talk about this right now or do I not? Do I talk about it? Do I bring it up? Or do I yeah. just let the night happen? But I know if I don't, then it's going to be sitting on my mind. So either mm-hmm. my outlet would be, you know, to call you who's in the right. field who can like give me right. field advice. Or if it's something where it's like personal development where I need to learn how to like detach or let go or whatever, like talking about it. But he knows from them when I walk in. Yeah. Well, and has been doing this new thing that I make fun of her for where <laughs> on our drives, on our respective drives home. She'll call me and kind of give me like the heads up. No, like, like a checklist of like the itinerary of her day. <laughs> nice. And uh, I, I laugh and I make fun of her for it because it's like I'm not planning your next or previous day of work. I have no interest she just in this needs itinerary. To, like, work on it. Yeah. But the good thing about it is that <laughs> now he's doing. By the time we both get home, like we've covered all the the hot <laughs> topics of the day. You know, like I will just that's went through. But that's a really good, like, antecedent strategy to coming home. Like, oh, we're just going to get everything out. So then by the time I get here, like, my behavior is just to be with you type of thing. It's a bit of compromise. I like to listen to tunes while I drive. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I'm listening to the the pre-podcast. And he kind of calls me out. He's like, oh, we're at the checklist part of the day. I'm like, we are. Well, yeah, because she always always acts like she's not going to do it. So she'll call me and be like, hey. And I'll just be like, hey, what's up? I'm going to see you in 15 minutes. (laughs) And then she'll just be like. No, you know, I had a really good day. Uh, it started out with breakfast, and then at 10 a.m. I saw my first client. You know, he stopped doing that thing I he was this. doing that I can't really comment on because, you know, HIPAA. But uh, then I had lunch, uh, turkey salami on rye. And, you know, in the, in the afternoon, I had to talk to some coworkers whose names I was told I can't disclose, and we had some arguments. And then that was the end of the day. She doesn't ever really ask what happened in my day, but then we just kind of... Say good riddance and we see each other a little bit later. I mean, this is good. Maybe it will let people know that listen to the podcast. Like, take care of your partner. Make sure to ask them about their day too. I ask when your day is. When you're having a bad day. What you have for lunch. Your no. response is always just good. Because <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. No, because... It's a very I, male response. Yeah. Well, no, that, that the whole, like, uh, I don't just, like, uh, talk the talk and not walk the walk. So yeah. all the attachment, the detachment stuff that I'm always telling her to do, I used to suck at it. And I would bring my work home with me for mm-hmm. years. And then I talk about work mm-hmm. my entire night after having spent 10, 11, 12 hours there. Mm-hmm. Then I slept eight hours and I mean, it's back to work again. Now I'm back in this right. wormhole of only work in my life. So I've gotten better across the years at detaching and I don't even like to talk about it. And it's not, I don't want to bring her up to speed on my day, right. but I don't even want to like extend the amount of time that I've contributed to this thing that, that is in my sense. main like focal point in life. Look at this episode. It's relationship advice and work-life boundaries. Like, so crazy. You know what I noticed, too, though? Like, in past um, meeting, like, coworkers, uh, significant others and stuff, is that they start to catch up on, like, behavior analytics stuff, too. Like, I remember being at a Christmas party, and I was like, man, if this um, waitress doesn't come back in, like, two minutes or something, like, I'm going to have to go over there and walk. And I remember um, a BCBA's husband, like, put a timer for two minutes to, like, time it. And he's like, oh, the timer went off. You better go, like, before the time is up or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. But I do notice that a lot of them are very, like, cool, calm, collected. Like, I haven't met somebody that has, like, a very super, super strong, you know. I mean, they have strong personalities, but they're usually very calm. I don't know. That's what I've noticed. Well, um, 
when Nat was uh, still in school learning this stuff, my yeah. ex-girlfriend was a behavior analyst. So I would act like I knew this stuff better than that. <laughs> just, you know, just to kind of like motivate her. It'd be a real low shot to her ego. Everybody's going to be like, oh my God, this tea. No. I know, not only well, has he dated you one, have a but very specific been, type. Jose. A lot of people don't even know that there's behavior analysts and he's yeah. had the pleasure of dating too. It's Every, just coincidental, you know? I don't know. Every time that I say what I do, they're always like, huh? What? Yeah. What is that? And then it's usually like, oh yeah. So are you analyzing my behavior? I'm like, no, man. I'm just trying to have a beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Like, I already knew I that before she switched to the field. And when she told me she was going to study it, I was kind of more just like, oh, no. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> but weird. look at you now. Like, yeah, living yeah. together, you know, years later. Life's all about balance. Did mm-hmm. I say that yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be our uh, tagline for this episode. Yeah. Okay, so I have one more question. Um... How do you help Nat get through, like, the hard stuff at work? You know, when she's having just, like, those really tough weeks or those really, really hard days. I mean, I, I feel like... Because you're, like, her main support system, really, too, besides yeah. her family and, you know, friends and in the you. field. Yeah, pretty much. No, I mean, as she is for me, I um, I just try to, like, make both of our lives a party every day. Uh, anything that's that good. we can do to focus on us. Man, look at this sensei, like, just like, giving us some <laughs> advice. I'm telling you, like, uh, we all spend way too much time. I know we're all passionate about it. Like, I'm passionate about civil engineering. I've right. been thinking and all three of us are or, and or doing it since I was, like, in middle school. That's when mm-hmm. I first realized I wanted to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm still passionate about it. But, like, the older I get, the more I realize that the split between the time we focus on our passions and the time we focus on ourselves is not 50-50, not even close to it. Right. So when we're home, we're home, and I want to have a good time, and I want us to enjoy our life and live in the moment and, you know, do as much as we can, especially right. during COVID. It's been a struggle, more for Ned than it has for me. Right. Um, so it's been it's been an experience to get through, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just got to take a step back and look around and realize that everybody's going through this, and it's been weird and tough, but, you know, what else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to contribute to like more shittiness in anybody's <laughs> yeah. life, especially not my own. Yeah, like, that's I don't true. want to talk about depressing subjects or being down. Like so much of our days are already dictated by that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. you got to bring the balance and right. bring just like euphoric happiness on the other extremes of it. Yeah. There was something he said to me the other day that really stuck with me. Because we travel a lot and we try to do a lot on our downtimes. But yesterday or whenever it was on the weekend, we were kind of just like hanging out. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for next week because I have time off from work. And he's like, why can't like. Say how I said it. I don't. What was it? You're like, you should be enjoying today. I I guess I don't know. I'll keep it PG for the podcast. (laughs) Please do. We should have put that as a rule. What? (laughs) I can't say it. We could put explicit. Go for it. <laughs> so shut the fuck up and enjoy now. Something about next weekend. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of brings me back down, and it's true. And then after the fact, then if you guys don't know my boyfriend, you'd probably be like, oh, my God, he said that to you? Oh but honestly, gosh. it really does bring me back down, and it's like, it's so true. Why am I so focused on next week when I'm going to have this vacation from work, and I have right. time off right now, I'm enjoying and I wasn't. I was so focused. We were on having it. a nice day. We were literally in the middle of having a nice day, and yeah, I was, was just like planning really our nice. futures, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, I get it. Right. But... I mean, it's comments like that. <laughs> yeah. That I don't know if he realizes how much like it really does. Positive it really attention. does. Positive attention. Help me bring back. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. And that's not Jose being rude or anything. Like, it's just bringing... Natalie was not offended. I don't. I'm not offended, by the way. 
Is yeah, there any I mean, advice that you would give to other people out there that yeah to future suitors? <laughs> yes, the <to laughs> future uh, suitors, both female and male. Yes, um, I future think, partners. You know, I mean, I don't think you date people for the things they do. Like that doesn't define who they are. Yeah, yeah, so, identity wise. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have a bone to pick with you as it is. If the first question out of your mouth when you meet somebody is like, what do you do for a living? No, no, no I don't. Ask but that, as yeah. it comes out naturally in conversation. Or I mean, once that's what I get most of yeah, the time. Yeah. And that's the thing. And it's the problem with society in today's mm-hmm. in today. But once you're in the relationship and then you don't really know what you're signing up for, because right. a lot of people don't even know what behavior analysts are yet. What yeah. we do. And then when you're in it, you're like, Ooh, this is too much. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if it's just with us that it's too much. I don't know with other behavior analysts. Maybe we're being super over dramatic, and with other behavior analysts. No, I think it's just you guys. Like, I feel like anything you guys would do, you'd be passionate in. If it yeah. was something you actually wanted to be doing, so I'd yeah. be dealing with your character at home, regardless. You could right. be a doctor. I don't think you'd you'd be doing everything at a thousand percent. Right. And right. so would Christina. So yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that like everybody I have dated in the past has been horrible about my job and everything. They've been supportive. Um, but it definitely gets tiresome. Like I'm talking about a kid that, you know, hits me or kicks me and does all that. And they're like, oh man. Or, or one time I went on a date, a first date, and I had a child that was like super aggressive and he would scratch me everywhere. So I would have all my, everything covered except my hands. So the date asked me, oh, do you have a cat? And I had like scratches on my hands. I was like, no, it's a kid. And he was like, what? You let children do that to you? And, you know, get all offended. So I already knew then like he wouldn't be a good suitor for me because of that. That's why I brought up like the the age thing. And not to like tie it to maturity. But uh, when we're younger, most of us, I'll speak in generalities to Mm -hmm. not get crucified by the internet world. Most of us, you know, we date people to like magnify our own character traits. Yes. We want mirrors because we want to like, it's all about our egos and us. And we want That's true. more of our own selves to be like retroflected to us. Right. When you get older, you start realizing that you're not the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. You start dating people for their qualities. Right. And all of a sudden you have more time in your world to be patient or right. nourishing or whatever that person needs from you. It's yeah. Not, you know, it's not all about you. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, definitely, like, as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, there's certain qualities that I like better in other people than um, before, you know, that's, I know it's going to last longer, or they're going to be more compatible with me because of that, you know, and because of what I do. And that's what I know have to look for in dating. But all right, guys, so that was a very interesting episode. (laughs) Thank you, Jose, again, for letting um, me interview you, I guess, and Natalie as well. Thanks for like putting your relationship just on blast. On blast. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I think this will help a lot of people. Yeah, I know hopefully. it helped. It helped me talking to you for like twenty minutes because yeah. I mean I'm in the dating world. I don't know what goes through like guys' heads. And if you guys have any questions or things that have worked for you or haven't worked for us, feel free to send us a message on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Make sure to follow that subscribe or follow us on Instagram at Onward Behavior. Hit that subscribe button for our next episode. And yeah, until next time, guys, keep moving onward and pay it forward.